Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. What is going on? How's it going? Oh my God, it's already September. Can you believe it? Where is the year going? It feels like it was just yesterday. We were all sitting around saying how 2021 was going to be our year. This is it. This is going to be my year. 2020 is over and I'm leaving it all in the past. The pandemic, the toxic relationships, it's all being left in the past. And now look at us. Eight months in and we still haven't figured shit out. Oh, say can you see just how fucked we are? Social Security is projected to be insolvent by 2033, a year earlier than previously projected per the New York Times. Taliban celebrate in the streets as U.S. troops leave Afghanistan per AP News. 30 new wildfires erupt all across California per ABC News. McRib not due to come back until 2022 per McDonald's Twitter. This is it. This is the end. This is how it all ends, people. I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Let me tell you something. I am amazed that people are still working. News breaks that Social Security is going to run out in 12 years. It comes out that people are working their entire lives for quite literally nothing. And still, people keep trucking along, acting like everything is fine. That's how you know that we, as an entire country, have been beaten down so much. We have been constantly spit on and belittled by the corporate America that we're just like, hey man, who gives a fuck? That's where we're at. There's nothing that you could tell us that will cause us to change our lives in any way whatsoever. That's how sick of everything we are. I've said this before and I'm going to keep saying this. When people ask me what my retirement plan is, I tell them, the apocalypse. And they always laugh. You know, they think I'm joking around, but oh, I am not. I am far from joking. I get it. I get it. Take all the taxes you want out of my paycheck. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. And every time I see that social security deduction on that piece of paper, I just laugh to myself. I just laugh whenever I see they've taken this amount of money out of my paycheck. Well, Angel, they're taking out all that money out of your check, but hey, they plan to pay you back in 40 years. Oh, okay. I don't even, okay, I, I don't even know who's taking that money or where it's even going, but okay. Let me just blindly trust that I'll one day get that back. No contract signed, no legal paperwork process to ensure that I'll be repaid. None of that. Just a good old leap of faith that you have to make based off of the trust you have for the American government and its corporations. And listen, are taxes going to increase on your paycheck to cover the government's ass yet again? Yes. Will the majority of people be fired six months before retirement so that the corporation doesn't have to help them out? Most definitely.
Will hundreds of thousands of Americans spend their remaining years living in poverty? Yes. But that's fine. That's just capitalism. Listen to me. Just because you worked for a big corporation for 40 years, just because you paid all those taxes and you, just because you missed holidays, birthdays, and anniversaries, and just because you've dedicated every waking second of your life to that company, that doesn't mean you deserve retirement. How entitled are you? Just pick yourself up by your bootstraps. What's so hard about that? Just stop being poor. Just stop being poor. If you didn't want to be poor, why didn't you just start your own business? Why didn't you just simply start a multi-million dollar empire? Why don't you just do that? Just pick yourself up by your bootstraps. I would love to live in a world as simple as that. I know I talk a lot of shit about people who see the world from this very simplistic and simple-minded point of view. But it's because I secretly envy them. It's because I am secretly jealous of them. I wish I could see the mass amounts of poverty in this country and just think, well, they should just get a job. I wish I could see the homeless camps on the street and think, huh, they should have just gone to college. Maybe if they had gotten a degree, they wouldn't be ODing in the street right now. Just say no to drugs. What's so hard about that? I wish I could wake up one day and decide that I'm going to pick up and leave a country that our armed forces have been at war with for the past 20 years with no proper exit strategy or any care for human lives. I wish I could see the world from that simple of a perspective. Good old Joey B wakes up one day and he says, Fuck it. We're pulling out. Just like Greek week, your freshman year of college. No exit strategy. No plan B. Just, hey, we're pulling out. And you know what? We'll figure it out as we go. And listen, I know we all hate each other. I know you're willing to divorce your spouse because of their political choice. But can we just agree that maybe leaving behind a billion dollars worth of weaponry in a country you were just at war with wasn't the best of ideas? Can we just agree on that? Now listen, I've, I've said this on this podcast before. I used to play football in high school. I wasn't any good. I never played. But I was a great teammate. I take pride in that. And the reason I talk about this is because when we would travel on the bus to away games... When we would arrive at the opponent's school, our head coach would stand up and tell us what we were going to do. Get off the bus in an orderly fashion, make our way to the locker room, get ready, and then head to the field to warm up. There was a plan. There was an exit strategy. There was an exit strategy that was so simple that people could follow. We were just kids. It wasn't fucking rocket science. So really, to sit here and to see one of the greatest superpowers this earth has ever seen completely fuck up an exit strategy, it really makes you see just how truly fucked we are. It makes you see just how truly fucked up this government is. The Taliban is celebrating in the streets. 
shooting United States AKs in the air, committing mass genocide. It's almost like all of this was done intentionally. It's almost like this was all meant to be chaotic and catastrophic so that we have to go back. They wanted this to be a complete mess. The more people that die, the more chaos that ensues, the better it is. They want the media to loop people hanging on to cargo ships and falling to their death over and over again. That's what needs to happen so that South Kakalaka Harris can go on TV and say, Hey, listen, we tried to end this war, but obviously we can't. We obviously have to go back and help save lives. And then she'll yas queen her way to the bank because the checks from Raytheon and the military industrial complex are going to start rolling in. And as soon as we go back to Afghanistan, re-election campaigns are going to be announced and it's back to private jets and steak dinners. Because war not only gets you campaign donations, it gets the economy going. And listen, I don't want to talk too much about this. I hate talking about Afghanistan because it's been beaten to death for the past 20 years. I was five years old when we got into this never-ending war. So I literally cannot remember a time in my life when we weren't at war. When we weren't wasting billions of dollars on literally nothing. So let's just move forward with this shit. Let's just change the subject a little bit. On a positive note, 30 wildfires have erupted all across the state of California, which I know that may seem a bit alarming. And yes, it may look like People are living in actual hell with the red skies and the embers of fire floating around. But that's just another week in California. That's just part of the charm. In between the fires and the mass amounts of social unrest, it gets about three to five good days a year. And all I see are people on Twitter freaking out. Oh, we need to switch to renewable energy to save the earth. Stop. It's normal. It's just another day. Red skies are just part of life. You wake up hungover on Saturday, make your way down to your local taco shop while inhaling the embers of fire floating around, and you grab yourself a California burrito. That's it. That's it. You grab the verde sauce, get in your truck that gets four miles to the gallon, and then you go home. No big deal. And the entire time you're driving home in your gas-guzzling 18-wheeler, you keep thinking to yourself, Jesus, this is pretty bad. I wonder what's causing this. I wonder, I wonder why these red skies are happening around us. Because God forbid you are the problem. God forbid we are the problem. And listen, hey, if you want to go around in a tank, go ahead. If you feel the need to drive the biggest truck in the neighborhood so you can feel better about yourself, go for it. I don't care. I don't, I really don't care. Angel, you should care. The world is dying. Yes, yes, I know the world is dying. I am well aware that the world is fucking dying. Do not pay attention to this show. I am well aware 
that in 50 years, this planet is going to be somehow half on fire and half frozen, and we're all going to be going to McDonald's, watching Netflix, and waving goodbye to the people who can afford to fly to another planet far, far away from this shithole. Remember when I used to care? What good did that do? And listen, before you label me some climate change denier, please do me a favor and fuck off. I'm a very green person in general. Metal straws, reusable material, public transportation, bamboo fucking toothbrushes. I can go on and on about all the shit I do to help the environment, but I don't. And you know why? Because I'm a fucking adult. I don't need to prove anything. And first of all, how idiotic and simple-minded must you be to bash someone for using plastic straws while still blindly supporting your favorite celebrity that hasn't flown commercial since 1995? You ever think about that? You ever think how maybe I'm not the problem? Maybe the problem are these corporations dumping toxic waste into the ocean, causing fish to go extinct? This is why I've really kind of softened my stance with the Green New Deal. I used to be, still am, very pro-environment. Let's change everything. Everything needs to be electric. And then I just kind of had this moment of realization. Why? Why would we want to do that? So we can give the solar companies all the power instead of the oil and gas companies? Is that the plan? We're going to take the keys to the kingdom from a bunch of old white men and give them to another group of old white men. We're going to hand over the keys to Elon Musk, the man who crashes markets strictly for his own entertainment. That's who we're going to trust? Okay. Okay. However, I have to say, it really is a shame to see just how much of a nosedive California has taken these past 18 months. It's sad to see it because California is my home. That's my state. That's my ride or die. But only I can bash that place. Only me. And I'll, you know, I'll be out at a bar having a couple of drinks and I'll meet some people and they'll ask me, hey, where are you from? And I'll tell them I'm from California. And they just kind of laugh. <laughs> You're from California? What are you doing? What are you doing? Really? And what about you, sir? Where are you from? Some small town in the middle of bumfuck Ohio somewhere? Some place that everyone leaves the first chance they get to go chase their dreams in California? Is that where you're from? Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. But yeah, man. A lot of cities and states, they're really declining. Austin is done. Austin has actually been done. I don't know why people keep moving. It's over. It's over. So I don't know why people are moving there. Dallas is just about done. Here's the thing. I lived in San Diego for years. One of my favorite places on earth. Everyone who wanted to chase their dreams and become actors and actresses, they moved to L.A. And after a certain point, L.A. got too full and all those fucking idiots started migrating their way south to San Diego. And suddenly San Diego changed. It became the next L.A. and it was fucking horrific. That's what's happening here in Texas. 
everyone's moving to Austin. Everyone's having a grand old time thinking they're fucking a part of the new trend. In a year, Austin's going to be full. There's nowhere else for people to go once Austin is full. So where are they going to go? They're going to come here to Dallas and they're going to fuck this place up. But thankfully, I won't be here. I'll be far, far, far away. But whatever. A lot of cities are declining. It's fucking horrific. Chicago, please. Don't even get me started. One of the greatest cities in this country just riddled with crime. A goddamn tragedy. And you see, the thing is, I've I've been wanting to go back to Chicago. I've been really, really wanting to go back. But I think... I think I might have to just really see how it plays out in the next few months. I'm not trying to walk off the L and have a knife jammed into my chest or get robbed again for no reason at all. But again, who knows, man? Things are starting to get a bit weird again. You can feel it in the air. So as of right now, it's, it's kind of in the air as of whether or not we're just going to kind of go with the flow of things for the next year or so. We're debating on checking out different cities, Airbnbs, or we're thinking about maybe just hunkering down and writing this thing out. But who really knows? Who really knows? The thing is, if you hunker down and you're like, I'm just going to ride this pandemic out, you're going to be there for three to five years before you ever leave again. So there really is no hunkering down and riding this wave out because it's really never going to end. But... I think this time around, we're going to be a little bit more prepared. We had a couple months there where we as a country were able to just kind of ignore reality and act like the house wasn't on fire for a little bit. But the summer is over and it's back to drinking cheap beer every Sunday, supporting your favorite sports team. Speaking of football season, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but... The NFL has officially opened an investigation on the Jacksonville Jaguars on good old Urban Meyer down there in Florida. Uh, He made some comments. He said that the vaccination status may be a factor when it comes to roster cuts. Now, listen, I'm a big proponent of the best man should play. Big, big advocate on that theory. I mean, I feel like it's not a very complex set of rules to follow, but the best man should play. Although I I am also very pro let's not get the entire football team killed in the middle of the season. So I guess I can see both sides of the argument here. Here's the thing. Let's go with the negative. The negative first, which this podcast thrives off of. The cons are that this may or may not be controversial in terms of medical records. Is it the player's right to privacy? to not have to disclose their vaccination status or should it be mandatory for the team to know? Again, medical records historically have been sealed and they're not allowed to be disclosed in the workplace. But I can also see that if it's the middle of the season and your player gets COVID and he's unvaccinated, that's an automatic, you're missing one game, maybe two, right off the bat. That's an advantage, that's a disadvantage you do not want to have in such a competitive league. You don't want to have to be down one man. God forbid the player in front of them gets hurt and then the guy behind you is not is unvaccinated and he can't play. 
So now the water boy is playing safety. Now the water boy has to go and fucking tackle Deshaun Watson. So I can see Urban Meyer's point. But again, these are medical records. And it's very weird. There really is no right answer here. There really is no right answer. It's this weird gray kind of no one really knows how to approach this. Do you just infringe upon someone's freedom? Or do you try to keep other people safe? I mean, what the fuck? I mean, my problem is why are these our only options? How how did this become our only options? They're shitty options. They're oh, you can tell these are options that were provided by the government. These are the most half-assed options. They probably thought of this shit on the way to fucking play golf. These are not well-thought-out options. No one is thinking these things through. That's why there is no right answer. Because they're not giving us good options. We're fucked both ways. Everyone was so wrapped up. Everyone is so wrapped up in this vaccination. In this whole COVID bullshit. That one of the states in this country just passed a law saying that six-week abortions are not allowed. Any abortion that happens after six weeks is considered illegal. What the fuck is that? Can you even know that you're pregnant within six weeks? I mean, isn't like a whole timing thing? So what the fuck are we doing here, people? We're so caught up in all this bullshit that we're not seeing the horrific and outlandish shit that this government is doing. They're dangling the keys in front of you while fucking you in the ass. Are you not seeing this? Are you guys not able to see the big picture yet? Or are you guys all too busy arguing on Twitter about whether or not you need to have your vaccination card checked to go into fucking Applebee's? The day that they start requiring vaccination cards in Starbucks is the day my life is over. I'm being dead serious when I say that. If I have to show a vaccination card to go and get my chai, I'll have a fucking breakdown. My drink is a soy chai iced latte. If anyone wants to Venmo me and buy me a year's worth of Starbucks. Um, Yeah, I get get the dirty soy chai. That's allegedly what it's called. I don't like calling it that. Whenever I order, I say, can I get the iced chai latte with an added shot of espresso? The lady, she's always like, oh, One dirty chai coming right up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't take words out of my mouth. I said soy chai with an added shot. Let's keep it very clear, lady. I never said the word dirty. You did. Soy chai, added shot. Not dirty. Added shot. Anyways, people, I think I'm just kind of rambling at this point. Felt good. Therapy was good today. It felt good to get all this out out here for the entire internet to fucking hear my psychotic rambles. But I want to thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate the support. I appreciate... Listen, here's the thing. I asked you guys to start following me and I actually started getting followers. So can we please keep following at the Angel Bernard on Instagram and at Twitter. Interact with me. Message me. Also, send advice. I said this last week. Feel free to send advice in. I would love to act like I'm a doctor. I would love to put on my therapist hat and give advice back. Actually, maybe that's what I'm doing. I pay so much for therapy. Why don't I just give the advice back to you guys? It's like, you know, how when there's a surf class going on at the beach, 
but you don't want to pay for the class, so you just kind of stand 50 feet away and do the exact same thing. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. How about we do that? All right, cool. If you guys want advice from a licensed therapist, not me, I'll pass it along. Write in, and I'll give you guys advice, allegedly. So yeah, tell your friends, tell your family. Let's keep the motive. Let's keep the momentum going, people. I love you guys, and I will see you all next week.